In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. So, God willing, today we're going to continue speaking about um, the Ten Commandments. Specifically, we're speaking now about um, the Sixth Commandment, which is um, that you shall not murder. We spoke last time um, about uh, the topic of permissible killing. Permissible killing meaning um, all the times in the Old Testament where God commanded, actually, that someone be put to death. And that how all of these different commandments that God had given, the punishment for people who did not follow them was um, to be put to death. And, you know, maybe with our modern sensibilities, when we think about this and we think about um, the way that God commanded the people to do in the Old Testament, um, it's easy for us maybe even to be a little offended at this. Um, because, of course, you know, we, we value life and the preservation of life. Uh, how is it that God could command um, all of these things, okay? So um, what's important to remember is that the reason that killing is wrong when it, when it comes from us is because we are not the authors of life, right? We, it, is, it, is, it is not our ownership, right? Another person doesn't belong to me, right? Another person, I do not own them right? God is their creator. God is the one who created them. And God is the one who decides both when they are born and when they die, right? Whereas for me, I don't make that choice, right? I don't even decide for my own self, right? When I am born or when I die, God is the one who decides. So God has the authority to decide the end of life for any person. Putting to death all of the transgressors, the ones that we had described last time, all the ones who, who transgressed the commandments, was neither considered sinful nor contrary to the Sixth Commandment. And actually, there were many times where God commanded the, the people of Israel to kill. Okay, so for instance, when they entered into the Promised Land, okay, He told them, wipe out all of the nations that were already there, all the people of Canaan. Okay, now this was not an arbitrary thing. It wasn't just like God said, you know what, I don't like these people, so let's wipe them out. No, actually it was a punishment for them because they um, did not follow his commandments. They were wicked. They were wicked. And their judgment on them was this. God used the people of Israel to carry out that judgment, right? But God is just. God is just, meaning he doesn't command the death of a person who is innocent. He doesn't command the death of a person without warrant, without cause, right? So it's important for us to, to, to keep these things in mind. Number one, God is just. And number two, God is the author of life. He can choose to give life. He can choose to take life. The commandment does not imply that God absolutely forbade putting someone to death. The commandment, do not murder. For God necessitated the killing of the aforementioned offenders together with all idol worshipers in order to protect the Jewish people from going astray. So there was a motivation as to why God commanded such things, right? What was the motivation? The motivation was that God knew that if he allowed those idol worshipers to remain in the land, right, and, and, and the Israelites also to dwell in the same land, then those idol worshipers would cause the Israelites to go astray, right? They would, they would influence them. They would cause them to start worshiping idols. And in fact, this is what happened. Because the Israelites didn't carry out the command of God fully. They began to kill the, the people who were living in that nation. But then after some time, after they gained power, they became complacent and they started to leave them alone. They started to allow them to live and to, to, to use them almost as their servants. right? Because now we are powerful. These other nations are frightened of us. We will use them however we please um, as opposed to killing them. And over time, 
the uh, idol worshiping, the idol worshippers began to influence them. They began to intermarry with each other, and idol worship was introduced into Israel. So one of the reasons why God commanded this was not just a judgment for the wicked, but also protect uh, the Israelites, who are his people. God allowed war in order to get rid of those idol worshippers, though he himself had to authorize it. Meaning, God would command war, but he did not allow war, right? He did not allow war uh, unless it had been sanctioned directly by him. So he did not allow any person to go to war, right? He didn't allow any person to decide on their own that it was time to go to war. No, actually what he did is he said when he, when he chose it was time for war, he would tell the people, I want you to go to war against them. Okay, I want you to go to war against them. So it's important for us to make this distinction. God is the one who chose. It was not man, right, who chose. Thus, if people started war on their own, without receiving God's orders or directions to do so, that war would not be considered in accordance with God's will. Okay? So again, the, the, the killing was not arbitrary. Okay? The principle behind this is that God is the real owner of all our souls. He has the right to terminate a person's life at any time and whatever manner he chooses. Okay? And this, again, is something important for us to, to realize. In our, in our modern era, who is it that decides um, whether life is taken or not? It's the self. Right. This is why, actually, even though we see suicide as being a tragedy, right? But but in our modern era, we don't like most people. They don't consider suicide to be a sin necessarily. They consider it like I, this is my life. I can choose to take it if I choose, right? Whereas, of course, in the church and Christianity, we don't believe this. We believe that God is the creator. God is the author of life, and and we do not choose for ourselves even, even for my own, my own body, for my own life, that this isn't something that I choose for myself. This is something that God um, only is the right to terminate. So God gives us a life. He gives us a life, and we are called to live that life from beginning to end. If he wills them to die a natural death, or by disease, or by fire, he brings down from heaven, or in a flood, or killed by their enemies, then he has full power to end their lives in which way he desires. Okay? in which way he desires. So whether that death comes through some natural cause, right, or whether it comes through a direct act of God, whether it comes through the actions of other people, God is the one in control and is able to um, regulate all of this and to manage all of this to decide when people's life is, uh, is over. What about the state's authority to sentence to death? The commandment you shall not murder governs individual dealings between people, okay? But what about the state? What about the government, right? So again, the, the commandment, you shall not murder, is an individual command to an individual person. You do not have the authority to murder. You do not have the authority to decide when to kill. Okay, this is what this is mean, meaning. But clearly God has the ability to decide when to kill, right? And he also gives that authority to the governing authorities, okay? The faithful had the right to put people to death within the framework of the law. This is why, for instance, the church is not against the idea of capital punishment, that God gave authority to the government, and that government can choose, if it is just to do so, under for just reasons, to put someone to death. 
the state has the authority to execute any murderer sentenced to death without violating the sixth commandment. For God commands that a murderer is to be put to death. In, uh, in, in Genesis 9-6, it says, Whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed. For in the image of God he made him. Why is killing another person such an egregious uh, crime? It's because he was made in the image of God. Meaning to e each person, you do not have the authority to decide to end the life of another person who was made in the image of God. Okay? As an individual. By putting to death those who kill, we do not contradict the sixth commandment, but fulfill God's command. Okay? We fulfill. Speaking about the authority of the government, in Romans 13, it says, For he is, he here is referring to like the leader, the ruler. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is God's minister, an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Right? So who is given this authority? The government. For what purpose? To execute justice. For there to be justice. To, for actually the, the, the sake of protection. Not for the sake of um, like, like just executing like, 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 kind of like a uh, when one person has a grudge against the other, going after them, trying to repay them for what they did to me and the harm they did to me. No, on an individual level, this is sinful. But on the level of the government, God has given the ruler, the, the government, the authority to create laws that would govern this, which is what makes the capital punishment something legal and not against the commandment of God. This is true for the authority of the state, but it doesn't apply to the personal dealings. Are we clear so far about when the killing is permissible and when it is not permissible? Killing of animals. In Genesis 9, it says, Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. I have given you all things, even as the green herbs. Which means that man has authority over the earth. Right? This is actually what, what God said to Adam at the, at the creation. He gave him authority to the earth and he said to subdue it. Have authority over it. Okay? This is even Adam was the one who named the animals. Right? Adam had authority over the animals. Adam was told that he could um, kill the animals to eat. Right? This does not mean that we are, um, that animal cruelty or something like that is accepted. Right? But for the purpose of benefiting man, right, there, there it is permissible to kill the animals. Okay? There are many useful aspects of killing animals, such as food, making medicine, scientific discovery, clothing, all kinds of things, that the reasons that maybe a person would, would kill animals. And, um, and, and, of course, this is something that's very prevalent in society. Um, this shouldn't make us to feel guilty. Right? It, should, it shouldn't make us feel guilty. Of course, there are groups that um, want to say, no, it's wrong to kill animals, it's wrong to eat animals, it's wrong... But but that has um, a kind of atheistic uh, vibe to it, right? When we place the rights of animals above the rights of human beings, this is actually wicked. This is actually wicked. Maybe our hearts are softened toward animals because they're cute and they're innocent, and they, you know, like like we we, we look at human beings. Human beings do all kinds of things that are wrong. They hurt each other. They make bad choices. They, 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 they do things in the world that are evil, right? Yeah, I remember there was, um, I want to say it was the, the woman who was the heiress that owned the Empire State Building. Uh, she was very wealthy, a millionaire, 
right? And when she died, they discovered that in her will, she left all of her wealth to her dogs, right? Not to her children, um, because she had a grudge against her children, okay? Uh, the 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 reality of like the the wickedness of people is is real, right? Which is maybe what causes people to love animals more, right? Uh, in some cases, but this is this is wrong, right? Because human beings, as human beings, we are created in the image of God, and animals are not. Animals have no spirit. Animals are not uh, immortal. Animals, once they die, they they're dead. Okay. As much as maybe we feel ca compassion toward them or we enjoy the being with them or like having pets and whatnot, right? But, but we cannot equate the life of an animal with the life of a human being. We cannot say that the rights of an animal are the same of the rights of the human being. Again, that doesn't mean that we want to practice animal cruelty, right? Because we should not be cruel in any, in any way to any living creature, right? But, but it doesn't mean that the rights of the animal is the same as um, the rights of the person. And God permitted the killing of animals for the benefit of human beings. And this isn't something that's wrong. It's something that was clearly defined in the Bible. So it does not mean that animal cruelty is tolerated. It is wrong to kill an animal for no reason or seek to cause an animal to suffer intentionally without purpose. Um, in Proverbs 12.10, a righteous man regards the life of his animal, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. Right. So God did not intend for animals to be mistreated by man. Right, but he did say that animals are useful for food. Um, this can also be applied, maybe, to hunting. Okay, what is hunting? Hunting, you can say, is killing of animals without purpose, just for sport. Okay, um, that's all it is. It's a recreation, right? Um, this is not for food. You know, like if if somebody hunts the animal and eats it, okay, this is for food. But if you are just r randomly killing animals for no reason, then this could fall under the idea of cruelty, right? Um, so, so again, we have this balanced view, right? There is a reason for the killing, right, to benefit human beings, and that is okay. But it doesn't mean that any killing is okay. Kinds of murder. So the commandment, you shall not murder, can be interpreted in various ways. When God says you shall not murder, he means that you should neither kill others nor kill yourself, right? Um, there is murder by action. There is murder by thought. There is both physical and spiritual murder. Actually, the Lord Christ, when he came, he said what? The commandment says, do not murder. But he said, even when you hate your brother in your thoughts, this is murder. Just like as he said, the, the scripture says, do not commit adultery. But I say to you, when you look at a woman lustfully, you have committed adultery with her in your heart. So he took the command, which could have been interpreted literally, and he applied it to what is the spirit of the commandment, right? What is murder? Murder comes because of hatred. So hatred is the precursor to murder. So he says, do not even hate. Because once you begin to hate, you walk down that path that can lead to murder. Murder is like, uh, or, or hate is like murder in your thoughts. Okay? Do not even have hate for people um, in this way. And this is also a kind of murder. God's law is broader than the civil law. Because there is no legal law that can regulate your thoughts. Right. There's no you cannot create a, com a law in the legal system that says you're not allowed to think a certain thing and there's no way even to enforce it. OK, but in God's commandment, he is looking even at our own thoughts. That's why sometimes when people come and they're in their confession, they say, well, I haven't done anything. I haven't killed anyone. I haven't done any action. Well, it's more than your action. Right. What about 
your thoughts? What about your attitudes? What about your desires? Did you look at look inside yourself and see how is it that you are? Um, what is your attitude toward others? What is it that you wish to be done to others? Right. This is also um, part of it. The legal system does not punish uh, for a mere idea in one's mind or for a whim of the heart. A man harboring these ideas cannot be judged on earth, but God will judge him. Right. So there's no way that a person who has these thoughts is going to be judged by any legal court. But God is the one who sees him and will judge him. There is the physical and then there is the spiritual killing. There's character defamation, direct and indirect killing, killing by one person and killing in collaboration. Right. There's premeditated killing different than non-premeditated killing. There is character defamation, which is like killing someone's character. Like lying about their character, saying that they're, they're, they've done something evil when they have it. This is a type of murder, right? Um, there's also killing of the spirit that throws it into hell, although the body may seem unaffected. The spiritual death that came upon Adam and Eve, what was it? When, it, when the Lord said, when you eat of the fruit of the of tree of knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. Well, what, die, what death happened to them? They ate of the fruit, okay? And yes, there was a physical death, but that physical death did not happen immediately. What happened immediately was the spiritual death. The separation between them and God happened immediately. So this is a kind of a murder, a kind of a death, right? War and killing. War is a violation of the sixth commandment, right? War that it comes from man is actually against the word of God. The use of destructive weapons to harm others is not God's plan for mankind. This is especially true with the goal uh, with the goal of domination and injustice, right? So the idea that a government will choose to go to war against another, unprovoked, this is this is uh, this is wrong. This is wicked, right? For the goal for the, for an unjust goal for the purpose of domination, this is wicked. Okay, but there are exceptions. God sometimes explicitly commands war. To fulfill his purposes. We see this all the time in the Old Testament. God tells the people, go to war against such and such a nation. Again, why? Because God is the author of life. God is the one who can choose to tell his people to go to war. But it is not up for me as an individual to decide to go and to kill. Okay? God allows man to defend himself. And if war is for self-defense or to protect the whole community, God agrees to it as a protection for people. Right, so if someone comes and attacks me, whether as an individual or whether as uh, a nation, I have the right to protect myself, even if that means I will kill. This is not considered a sin, right? Because it is in self-defense. But generally speaking, war is detested by God, who wishes for love and peace to prevail. If you look at the way that Christ Himself behaved, right, whenever He was attacked, God, Christ had all the power of the divine, right? He could have responded in a very severe way to crush his adversaries, and yes, he, al he, he allowed himself to be beaten, he allowed himself to be crucified, he allowed all of those things, right? So, so if he had all of the arsenal against, you know, that he could use against his enemies and he chose not to use it, how much more should we refrain from using it except in the most extreme situation? Um, James and John the Apostles, whenever they were the Lord Jesus Christ and they were traveling, there was a certain region that they wanted to travel to. Okay, And the people there rejected them. They didn't want them to go. And so James and John, being very offended, 
said to the Lord, they said to him, Shall we call down fire from heaven and consume these people and destroy them? You think about it like this is a very extreme thing. You know, first of all, that you have the power to call down fire from heaven, um, but that you would choose to use this power to call, you know, call down fire from heaven just because you were rejected. You know, I'm sure like if you imagine like if middle schoolers had such a power, you know, what would it be like? Okay, whenever they're upset, whenever they're bullied, there would be fire all over the place. Okay, so, so, but the Lord responded and he said what? He said, no, you do not know what manner of spirit you are, you are of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Meaning, I did not come to destroy, right? And, and, and what the Lord teaches in terms of meekness, right, and humility, um, and accepting to be wronged, he's saying, even if you have the power to kill, right, it doesn't mean that that's the first thing you should do. If, if you have the ability to fight, that doesn't mean that that's the first thing that you should do. Maybe accepting to be wronged, accepting to be beaten, accepting these things, right, is, for in the name of Christ, is actually a higher virtue, right, for the sake of these people, right, not to destroy them. So it's by no means that God is seeking violence, right? There are certain times where God commanded it because it was necessary for his purposes. But it doesn't mean that God is commanding all of us to be violent. No, actually, we see in his own example that he is very meek, um, even when... It came time for the, the sinful woman who was caught in adultery, who should have been stoned. The Lord said, no, let he who was without sin throw the first stone, right? So he's avoiding, right? He is avoiding violence as much as possible. Another type of killing is abortion, okay? Abortion is a form of murder. It's killing a living creature, which, although not yet born, has a soul. And just like all other people, we do not have the authority to dispose of that soul. We don't have the authority. Again, God is the creator. God is the one who gave the soul. God is the one who can take the soul. Okay? And as we spoke about before in the case of abortion, there are exceptions to this in the case of when the life of the mother is at risk. Okay? But, but in general, this is something, again, that is not within our power to take. Okay? There's also the killing by intention or thought. Okay? Um, says in Matthew chapter 5, you have heard that it was said of those to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment, and whoever says to his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says you fool shall be in danger of hellfire. Right? So someone may not actually kill, but may think about killing may think thoughts of hatred or cursing someone else, and this is considered in the eyes of God to be like murder. I am murdering him with my thoughts, okay? So this is a very important way for us to understand the spiritual nature behind um, the, 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 the killing comes from hatred, and hatred itself um, is, is outlawed by, um, by this commandment. This is um, a good stopping point so we don't run out of time, but... I just have a couple more points, that God willing, that I'll finish next time. Um, and then we'll move on to um, the seventh commandment, which is do not commit adultery. Does anyone have any questions before we conclude? Yeah.
Well, I mean, I think there's always like a gray area to to decide, well, what is considered just and what is not considered just. Like, for instance, you might look at like the, say, the war in Ukraine and you can say, well, this was unprovoked. Maybe some people say it was provoked, but let's say it's unprovoked. Um, and Russia decided to enter into Ukraine, who is a sovereign nation, right? So this is um, this is unjustified, right? So any deaths that are coming because the incursion into that country then would be considered to be sin. Whereas from the side of Ukraine, what they are doing is trying to defend themselves. So of course they're also going to be killing, right? But those those deaths would be considered more justified because it is in self-defense rather than in trying to dominate. Am I answering your question? But they're trying to help they're trying to help a just cause, right? So if there is a just cause, like there is someone who is being a victim. I don't want to talk about that specific, but let's just say in general. There is there there is someone who is being victimized, who's being attacked. Going to their defense and helping them is is for justice, right? That is considered just. Right? So I think that would apply in Um, yeah, definitely. If the government says that you need to abort the baby, then yeah, then definitely you wouldn't. You that would be considered unjust. Yeah. So the is not no, the government is. We're not saying that the government is righteous, and actually, even like a govern a government like a nation who is being attacked by another nation, even if that is an unjust attack, it doesn't mean that both of those governments are saintly and innocent and do everything right. Right. It's more about like okay this this nation has sovereignty and attacking them is an act of war which is going to call cause death and that death is going to be against the commandment of god so you have to look at it like what is the action that is causing the death so in the case of the abortion the action that is causing it is unjust it's just it's just killing for the sake of killing right uh, there's no there's i mean yeah they're doing it maybe because of population control but that's not a justified reason to 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 do that. So you're saying you well, no, you are just uh, randomly capriciously killing babies. Okay? So no, that's not just. But a nation that has its borders and is a is a sovereign nation and is being attacked by another nation unprovoked, that wouldn't that would be considered um you know, that would be considered an unjust war. I mean, it, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to give a general answer to that because I feel like every situation maybe is, is unique and has to be studied. Um, but in general, I will say 
that yes, if the government commands us to do something that is against God's command, then we should not comply. Okay, so what is the definition of against God's command? Right. So, like, let's say you have a soldier in the U.S. Army that was commanded to go to another nation and kill innocent children. I just I want to make it extreme so it's clear cut. But no, they shouldn't do that. Right, like even if they're commanded by the superior officer to go and kill those children, they, they, they can't comply with that because it is unjust. All right, so what about the war in itself? Is the war a just war or not? Well, there's politics involved, and some v people might view it as being just, and the other side views it as being unjust. Or So I'm not saying that it's completely a clear cut, right? Because you have to kind of make that judgment call, but the idea is is you're trying to understand what is what is God's will in it, right? Is it something that I am doing to harm other people with no provocation, or is it a type of self-defense? And at least that's the kind of questions we should be asking. Uh, and, and whatever we conclude, maybe different people will conclude different things, but even in that situation, um, I'm trying to do whatever it is that God would have me to do whatever, however God would see it, as opposed to be making my decision on my own. Um, and I think that's the fundamental principle like we can agree to, but every situation is going to be unique and different. Like, for instance, back to the Russia-Ukraine thing, people in Russia, they say, well, no, we w there was provocation. Like, we were, um, you know, they, they were getting ready to, to attack us, or, you know, they, they were mobilizing their own forces. Like, people in Russia will say that, okay? So let's say they actually believe that. Um, does that mean that now they're justified in doing their action? Well, uh, I mean, from, 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 from what it appears from the outside, the answer would be no, right? But maybe they're 100% convinced that it was just. Who, who can in the end just ju judge this? God alone can judge, you know, who of us can is, is able to judge. But I'm just speaking about the principle. How that principle is applied in all of these different situations is much more complicated. And I think different people who are good and and want to do the right thing might come to different conclusions about different things so i'm not trying to say that i have an answer to every situation but i'm just trying to describe the principle that we can at least try to to apply saying god does not want unjust violence right it doesn't mean there's no violence it doesn't mean there's no killing but unjust killing is 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 against god's command how do you define what is just and unjust it takes more consideration and thought to really come to that We can pray. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. We thank you, O Lord, for this day. We ask for your blessing. We ask, O Lord, that you grant us wisdom and discernment to know how is it to apply your commandments and to place in our heart a desire to submit to your will and to obey you more than to obey our own will or to obey any other person on earth. We ask, O oh God, for your blessing, your guidance, your, your, your peace upon us. We ask, O oh Lord, during this time of the great fast that you strengthen our fasting, our asceticism, and that we work, O oh Lord, more and more to grow closer to you and to enter into your heavenly kingdom. Through the prayers of St. Mary, Archangel Michael, St. Paul, St. Mark, and all your saints, hear us as we pray. Thankfully, our Father who art in heaven, 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. In Christ Jesus our Lord, for thine is the kingdom, power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The love of God the Father, the grace of the only begotten Son, our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ, the communion the gift of the Holy Spirit, be with you all. Go in peace. The peace of the Lord be with you all. Amen.